not a. Uh, it doesn't always work out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get clicks. The last episode I did, I got, I caught myself not until after I posted it, of course. Uh huh. I had a pen. It wasn't a clicky pen. It was. It had a lid, and I just kept opening the lid and clicking oh, it geez. under the under the table. So you just hear random clicks. Uh huh. I was like, what the hell is that clicking? And then I saw in the screen like a slow motion like shot like. There it is, the pen. <laughs> the pen. And yeah, I you need a producer, it. man. You'll catch that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know, but it, the it, even if I had like um, the wherewithal on the software, because mm-hmm. there are ways you can minimize that that noise that you can c- sort of cancel it out sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you gotta get a guy. Yeah, I need a guy. But at twenty five <laughs> views of a, a vid, what are you, what are you up to? What are you up to in the ad revenue now? Twenty six bucks. No, I'm close to pushing sixty bucks. Sixty bucks? You can get a guy for sixty bucks. It t- every two, he gets sixty bucks every two years. Listen, man, we, you know how many bums we've walked past in the last week or so that would, would literally rip your face off for sixty bucks. I think they could work a computer or two. I don't want. Never mind. There's, a, <laughs> there's an ex IT bro out there that's you know times are tough and he's willing he's to do some on a bus things. Stop. Yeah. He might you might get a producer and a little something else on the side for sixty bucks. Yeah, it is a lot of money. And we're in Montrose. Yeah, that's... I had a lot of... Uh, I don't want to say experience nah, no, in this just area. Don't, it's don't, not experience. Just, we're, we got, we got I've do, had encounters. We've got to do five minutes before we talk about anything risque. We don't want you getting blocked on anything. Yeah, we still have... Uh, Four minutes and 56 seconds to go. Minutes left. Yeah. All right, jabronis, we're back. Back down in Texas. Hosted by the creature. Special guest today. Welcome to my home. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me set up shop here again. Oh, yeah. uh, it's been a fun week. I've been he- down here all week. Yeah, doing stuff nonsense for for house hunting and what have you. A couple more months, so this will be a permanent thing. Yeah, any day now. <laughs> I just gotta move in and get my stuff in there and actually live in there and actually live in the house. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm really excited for you for the LP guest that doesn't know you did close on the house this week. I did, yeah. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be a done deal. It'll be a finally. done deal. I'm excited for you, but at the same time, I'm terrified. I think you made the biggest mistake of your life. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, run. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think it's funny. Like Every time you do something in your real life, the following week, you make an LPDS episode about how stupid like that was. Like, oh, you went to a wedding? Well, weddings are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. I ruined the five minutes. <laughs> We'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll just bleep that. We'll just bleep it. I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> so now you can make an episode about why if you if you buy a house, it's it's stupid. Yeah, and I'll have a couple months to uh, to to you know keep people guessing. They won't yeah. know, and then I'll be in there two months later. They'll be like, wait a second. <laughs> now I remember. But yeah, I'm excited to finally get down here. I mean, it's it was my choice. Like, no, I it, I'm, it, I'm just I'm, I'm doing the joking, whole thing yeah. of buying a house. And then not living in it for for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's so awesome. Wear those it's, a, it's a sweet pad. I'm going to be scratching at your place now, even though I'm only 15 minutes away. I'm just going to do it anyways. We're going to have sleepovers. And oh yeah, all sorts of activities. Hit the sticks. Yeah, other stuff probably. So, other stuff too. Yeah, but I, I'm excited. It's it's like a um, it's getting my life back together without yeah. without my life's not falling apart, but I'm in this weird limbo stage right now where I'm. Spend you know most of my time. I work all day, and I spend most of my day in a in a dungeon basement. Right? Yeah. Now, well, you've never been able to house. do it. You've been in the military for the last twelve years, right. whatever it's been. So you've never been able to do it. It's, yeah. 
So it, financially, be, it's a sound move, and I mean, it, it makes sense. It checks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be like a huge sort of like emotional weight off my shoulders once I get the house livable. Yeah. Because it's not right now. Right. Well, That's, I'll tell you, I owned a house, and I swear every time it was just like, was that a drip that I just heard? Something breaking. I got to get a lawn guy. I got to do this. I, I hated it, but yeah. more well, power I'm, to you. I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, I, I'm excited because this is a place that like, it's it's move-inable. Yeah. So it's, I say it's not livable now because I don't have any stuff in there. And I, I'm not having I'm not moving my stuff in to live in it for a while. Well, again, why don't you go downstairs and ask one of them bums if it's livable. It's li- oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more than livable for them. But um, the house is it's functioning. It's not like I have to do anything to it's make a, it livable. It's an awesome house, yeah. Um, and there's some little things in there that little projects that I can take on mm-hmm. that I want to take on. So it's like a perfect setup for me because it's not one of those starter homes where it's like you got to rehab no, the whole thing. No, no, no. It's done. Um, yeah. And because if, if I go, if I don't touch anything, it'll be fine. It's a sweet house. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that patio setup. That thing is going to be sweet. Yeah, it's going to be great. So that's those are some of the things I want to do is right. like add some more lighting, mm-hmm. uh, maybe put like an awning or something, uh, do some stuff, fire pit action maybe. Right. Have a Nick Cage room. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That could be the studio. Ooh, that would be like a good idea. Crazy. Or the guest room is just Nick Cage pillowcases right. and sheets and what have you. Yeah, it's kind of like that motif in movies where like somebody stays at bed and breakfast and there's like those little dolls everywhere. Yeah. Well, you're going to have like the Nick Cage stuff everywhere. Yeah, maybe I'll have a, like, you know, those those dolls you're talking about where the eyes like move up and yeah. down, like all weirdly because <laughs> they're controlled by spirits. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a couple of Nick Cage voodoo Nick Cage, dolls yeah. in there doing that. Just doing the googly eye. Yeah, trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, but, and other stuff too. And of, of course, <laughs> um, let's just get right into the uh, into the do here um, and uh, step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right, I got this weird setup because I don't we don't have a desk here to put my computer on. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's not your fault. Well, it uh, is one hundred percent my fault. We had a desk in here, but uh, playing Halo and sticks. I uh, I may have. Or I definitely did punch a hole through it several times, and it's no longer. It's yeah, it's it is corrugated. It is gone. It does not exist. It is definitely my fault. But I got the uh, I I went old school today with the handwritten notebook instead. So all right, today's into the cage segment is proudly sponsored by Bum Dumps Disposal Unit. If you live in a city, I'm sure you're tired of having to play jump the dump while going for a walk because all the bum dumps are taking over the sidewalks. Well, now you can do something about it by joining the Bum Dumps Disposal Team and taking back the walks. By being part of the BDDD, you'll be equipped with a custom dump digger that's specifically engineered to scoop up even the biggest of bum dumps. So to join the team today, call 1-800-TURD-TERMINATOR, and if you use the code BOWELBUSTER, you'll get a 2.9% tax exemption off of your taxes next year. So you're essentially getting paid to do a service that nobody else is, is willing to yeah, do. I mean, you can't beat that. And let me tell you, we could use some bum dump removal. We can use disposal r- real bad around yeah. these parts. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of bum dumps. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a sec. Let's, let's knock the cage fact out real quick because I have a lot to say about it. I'm really excited about that part of the show. <laughs> um, so the cage fact, I'll pop the picture up here uh, if I can find it again. I think I saved it already. But Nick Cage, uh, we discussed pr- uh, in a, several episodes ago that he was doing this movie called Dream Scenario. 
and it's they're they're holding everything kind of tightly under wraps on like the storyline, what it's supposed to be. I think it's sort of some sort of a comedy type of thing, mm-hmm. um, but they really have been every, keeping everything close to the chest. Well, a bunch of regulars, like citizens, um, saw them filming in Toronto, and they saw they got a picture of Nick Cage in his role, and he is a balding guy in the role. Mm-hmm. So they snapped a picture of him looking like a full Costanza with like the cul-de-sac hairdo, mm-hmm. and I can't t- we you can't tell if it's if he shaved his head for the role. Or if it's like, you know, prosthetics like wiggery, if, if you will. Probably shaved his head. Uh, I think he did. He's committed. anything that, you know, anybody who knows Nick Cage knows that he commits to the role. Yeah, well, he, first he has to learn what it's like to have that kind of haircut. Right. Before he can play a guy with a haircut. Right, and he probably interviewed a couple of Costanza types. Right. And then he started living the role of a guy who is, um, you know, seemingly losing everything. Right. Um, and we've, you know, some of us have been there. Been there. Some of us have not. But I'm really excited about his new, uh, the vampire movie. Renfield. Renfield, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple, obviously Nick Cage is the star of the show, and that has most of my attention, but some of the supporting cast as well, uh, they got some pretty good characters in there. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes, because it's about Renfield, mm-hmm. but he plays, but Nick Cage plays Dracula, and he's sort of like the leading man in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's supposed to be like, Dracula is the protege, or vice versa. I don't. I don't exactly know the story. Yeah, line, they, but they haven't really released a whole lot on the plot. I just saw the casting list on there, and they got some pretty good guys in there. But it's supposed to be like a dark comedy, same thing, kind of like. I don't know if it's a dark comedy is the right word, but like uh, what we do in the shadows, that kind of show on FX, oh, like the yeah, same yeah, kind yeah. of like uh, motif. So, yeah, is that a word? It is. It is now. <laughs> Pistols. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what that movie's about. Yeah. There's a couple other heavy hitters in that movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot their names off the top of my head. But the guy who's uh, in uh, Parks and Recreation, Aziz Ansari's friend, that guy, that little... Uh... John Ralphio? Yes, he's oh, in it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's in it. That's exciting. I know. So. That's what I'm saying. They got a good cast, <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that movie. John Ralphio and his sister, um, Mona Lisa Saperstein, in the show in Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Um, me and my sister always joke that that's how we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were as kids because I think they're supposed to be like twins. Right. And when my sister and I were younger, we looked way more alike than we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just weren't, you know, pieces of shit like those yeah. two are in that show. Yeah. But he's a good actor. He's in that show Space Force, too. Yeah. With Steve Carell. He does a show, now I can't remember the name. It's like Schwartz and something else. It is an entire improv show, but it's not like like SNL like short skits it's like an hour long it, I mean this is like a full featured movie and everything is improv and they are so freaking good at it yeah I forgot that I know exactly what you're talking the about the other guys it's in Silicon good. Valley I forget his name but he's the other guy it's, it's Ben Schwartz and the guy from Silicon Valley it's just them two and they are freaking awesome I Silicon highly recommend Silicon Valley what, what does he look like Oh God I don't I mean he's just he's not like the a, Indian guy no no, no 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 he's, he's like the main character in Silicon Valley oh the skinny guy yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Cumberbatch, um, Middle Ditch. Middle, yeah, Thomas, yeah, Thomas yes. Middleditch. Yeah, they're, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. That's what it's called. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, 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 they're really good. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. highly recommend. I, I know improv sounds kind of like tacky and cheesy. It is freaking awesome. Right. I, I was just thinking that, like, when you think of improv, you think of those like completely not funny right. garbage shows, or like you go see it in improv play. Right. It like it changes your like a, spectrum of what's funny. Like, right. yeah, it's funny for improv. It's not funny for 
like other like a movie. Right. But these guys are awesome. Yeah, because they're pros mm-hmm. who are now sort of like using their brains to think of something on the spot and make it funny. Right. But they know what funny is. Right. Some and of it, these other jabronis don't know what funny, like Michael Scott. Right. He was not great at improv. <laughs> he was not great at improv. But, um, yeah, those guys are good. So yeah. that whole thing will be a good good motion picture. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cage classic instantly. So, all right, we'll just spin it up into the Junction logo. All right. Um, speaking of dumps. <laughs> That's today's Junction, folks. I don't know what it's going to be. Skip this episode. It's got to be probably centered mostly around bump dumps and dump dumpery. <laughs> In general, <laughs> I'll tell you, jump a dump almost had me there. I was losing it. <laughs> I put it in quotes like it's a game. <laughs> jump a dump. But that, that's what it was. We were, we got it. We were getting our steps in. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we do when we when we hang out or just in life is sticks and steps and whatever other yeah, stuff we well, can do we, in I, our lives. Fortunately, I live in the part of town where if we want to go grab a cup of coffee or grab something to eat, whatever, it, like there's a, like the walkability here is awesome. It's really good. You really don't have to get in your car and drive anywhere. You can kind of walk everywhere. Right. So it's like a double whammy. Like, all right, we're going to get our steps in, but also we're going to do stuff as well. Yeah. So and we're walking if, around town. And even if we're not getting something like food or whatever, mm-hmm. we can, we're walking and finding other places to, right, to yeah, knock yeah, off yeah, the list later yeah. on. Uh-huh. Right. So we were exploring... And we saw, well, we saw several dumps. The first one the, was the one on the sidewalk. Yeah, that was a bomb. It was a it was bomb of a dump. I, don't, I should have taken a picture, but then we would have had to censor it. It would have been yeah, you're too not, gruesome. We're going to post a picture right here. Yeah, we're going to post the dumps right here. But it was, it was on the, the corner of a sidewalk, like by where people cross. Yeah. And it was sidewalk and then road right there yeah. there was no shrubbery mm-hmm. no trees nothing to hide no. the dump from happening and it looked like somebody stepped in it too so, somebody said like it's like you like just a, it wasn't a footprint it was a slide like an oil slick yeah. <laughs> like a mario kart oil slick yeah. somebody burnt out <laughs> yeah and then it dried overnight or something in the in the houston heat because it was like it was sort of plasticky like it was like a wax dump it was like uh when there's like wet concrete somebody puts their handprint in it and then it just stuck up. there yeah, forever it just looked like that you could see the footprint like the the heel and then you could see the track mark yeah. of the slide and thank god hopefully that person <laughs> didn't fall did in. not fall into the dump so, but that was the first one and then mm-hmm. we were going on a walk we were trying to roam around like uh not the art district the museum district, museum district called, yeah. right uh-huh and a lot of bums there. Yeah, um, you think? Very bummy. Uh-huh. And but, I don't know if it's because there's a lot of cover uh, or that, I don't know. It was, I don't, it was way I more, I don't want to say seedy, but definitely it wasn't as, uh, I had a different opinion of what it was going to be until we got there. Yeah. It was, a lot, it was a lot different. It looked an awful lot like most of those museums were some sort of like government funded like state right. funded or whatever mm-hmm. and when they do that like we were discussing earlier they do it in the military all the time if it's funded by the government to build buildings for any reason mm-hmm. whether it's museums or bases or what have you they find the cheapest land to do it on mm-hmm. um, and they make the deals with the towns like hey we'll build this in the ghetto and that'll and they they sell the lie like oh that'll build up the infrastructure mm-hmm. it'll create more jobs because the base will be you know ten thousand people and it'll fill up every blah 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 mm-hmm. and it never does it never works that way because 
when, at least on the military side, when they build bases, either people like live on the base and stay on the base, or they'll find jobs and live farther out so that they all have to exist in the dump. Right. Um, so that's what that museum district very much resembled to me was like these nice, cool-looking museum buildings mm-hmm. and like a nice little park area right in the middle of it all, and then everything surrounding it was closed-up businesses. Yeah. Um, like debauchery like litter everywhere right well maybe um, you know like they say in real estate it's all about location 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 maybe that applies to the bums too like they want to get into the museum district and kind of put their flag in the ground like this is mine mingle now. with the artsy farty yeah, guys because yeah. maybe because they know that they won't get kicked out they'll right. have they'll, they'll all empathize with them so they'll hang around uh, Could be. technical difficulties no i think we're good we good folks we're good <laughs> i don't are we good stand by all right, I think we're I think we're back for now. All right, are we back? Are we back? Hello, testing, testing. I think we're back. Okay. Um, anyway, dumps. Yeah. We're walking around the museum district. We were walking by this building. It was, was it the Contemporary Museum? It's, that was closed or something like that. It was just a white shed that said museum on it. Right, and then it was, and there was paper signs up there that said like for engagements, call this number. Right, and I was like, maybe this place is open. It's just dumpy outside. Mm-hmm. And I walked over to check the door to see if it was um, locked or open. Mm-hmm. And while I walked by, first I saw a bag of adult diapers, which were like unused. It was an open bag, but all the diapers were in there. So I'm not sure why they just decided to opt out of the of the diapers. And then I saw a dried out dump, and I'm trying to make sure folks in YouTube land, sorry about the, uh, the video audio issues, but I saw a dried up dump that looked- <laughs> Sorry about the audio issues, the dump. The dump. <laughs> Back to business. It looked like the dump emoji, or, or like a gag gift dump you buy at Spencer at Gifts. Spencer's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that other place, uh, not Spencer Gifts. Um, there's only Spencer's. It's not, does it start with an E? Not Exoticas. <laughs> Damn it! What's the other place called that sells all that goth crap? I have no idea. Damn it! Anyway, gag gift dump. Yeah. And I try to get your attention. You're already no, walking. I don't want to see. Yeah. You're already walking by. But I, you were happened to be walking by a bum <laughs> while I was trying to get your attention. So yeah. I was like, order. And I, and I held that because I didn't want him Take to Take a look get, at this dump. I didn't want him to get involved in the conversation. That's mine. Yeah, then he's just like, it's my dump. <laughs> so, and well, I'm trying to think of the next dump I saw. I think I was by myself walking. Well, you ran into the, the guy. Yeah, 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 That's the guy. what it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking. So I ordered some food. Mm-hmm. And I purposely walked past the place so I can get some extra steps in. Mm-hmm. I was going to walk down about a half a mile to a mile and walk back, uh, and then you know order my food midway so that by the time I am you know walking back, the food is being made. Blah blah blah. I don't have to wait in line, what have you. And I walk by this guy, and he goes. He was a hefty guy. He must have been like a new. Yeah, you don't see a lot of hefty bums. Yeah, he yeah. was pretty thick. He wasn't dirty or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but he was bummy if you will like walking like like he was on something you know like the jitters and what have you <laughs> yeah. and he goes he we're walking past each other on the sidewalk like this and he goes uh 
He's like, do you, are you the type of guy who would help out a homeless man? Nah, never mind. <laughs> Before I can even answer, because we were kind of eyes locked, uh-huh. and I was about to just be like, "Well, what do you want? You know, what do you need?" Mm-hmm. And I like to gauge, like, if he's that wasn't what you were about to say. You were about to say, "Sorry, pal, I left my wallet at home." Yeah, no, I would have been like, "Please go get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> get your no. dumb hands away from me." But he he didn't have the approach like some of the guys do, where they just kind of jump out of the shadows yeah. and spook you. He was. Hey, you know, you want to help a home? He said you want to help a homeless man out. So I was a little bit more curious, thinking mm-hmm. like, well, what does he want? Does he want food? If he says I want, I'm looking for some food. Sure. Like maybe I can get him some food because mm-hmm. I know he can't go. I I don't, I don't think he could go sell that food for drugs or booze or whatever. You'd be surprised. He, it could be, but there's a border system that we don't even know about. There could be that. That could be like cigarettes in prison. Right. You know, that could be the cash. But before I can even. Open my mouth to answer. He's like, ah, never mind. And he took and he took off. Mm-hmm. Like that's weird. So I get to the end of my goal route and I turn around to go back to the place to pick up my food. Mm-hmm. I turn around. I get back a block towards where we were, and I see the dude in some shrubbery outside of a parking lot, which was like a business. It wasn't like a dentist office, but it was one of those small like medical facility type things, like a private practice. And he's in the shrubbery. He's not hidden in the shrubbery. Just his ass is inside <laughs> the bush, and he's everything else is sticking out, facing the street. Yeah, and he blasts the bush, and you could see like the, bush, the leaves blow yeah, back, just like, kind of like a blowback. It's like somebody turned on a fan. Yeah, and then he does like he does a little shake. I can't. I don't know if I could do it on the screen here. He just like he blasts down. He goes like this, like a dog. Yeah, like to get the loose dingleberries off, and then he pulls up. And walks away. This is the worst episode ever. <laughs> so what I think happened was that he was gonna ask for some money, but he, he didn't really have time, had to go. Yeah. But he hit the uh, once you get outside your comfort window. Yeah. When it's dump time, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you, you gotta, gotta go. go. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what he. I think he got the uh, the crampies. <laughs> you like, should have looked in your. Let's see. What do I have? What do I? Oh, <laughs> this is a button. That's not gonna help you. <laughs> This is a Canadian nickel. Yeah. I'm not sure if it'll help you here, but if you go up north. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 1967. That's a great year. Yeah. Just give me the goddamn money. <laughs> so he, he didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't want anything to do with it. He had to go. He went out and he dropped the dump. Yeah. And um, that's, been, that's what it's been the entire weekend. And I. Lots of dumps. A lot of dumps. So it's been, it's been a fun weekend, but filled with that. I mean, the, the dumps yeah, the, have stole the show for us. Yeah, they've been sort of the center of, of, the, of attention because yeah. every time we try to go do something nice, as brothers, we got we had to play jump and dump. Dumped on, yeah. We did literally have to play jump and dump. Um, but it did remind me of the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. We went to the Breakfast Club. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Breakfast Club is, I guess, it's a pretty well-known place around. Yeah, Houston. It's, it's very famous around town. I mean, the, we, if you don't get there early enough, the line is wrapped around the building twice. I right, mean, it, it is. And I think it's breakfast and like lunch, or just really just breakfast, and it closes around just after lunchtime. Right. That's all you get, and it's no reservations, first come first serve. Right. And they get you cooking, like they get the line moving pretty quickly. Right. But we got there late one morning, and we're waiting in line. And there was a there was a lady in front of us, mm-hmm. and she was she was a little hefty, um, solo. Yep. 
So she gets, obviously she gets in in front of us and she gets her table first. So we could kind of see like how everything with her life plays out. While well, she there. caught your eye right off the bat and you didn't, I mean, you were locked in from then on. I think yeah, I was I, pretty focused on what I was going to get because this is a breakfast place with like a different spin. Like you, you don't just get like, you know, two slices of bacon and toast. Like you got to get, like that is, I, I guess it's soul food, whatever. Like they have chicken wings and waffles rather yes. than chicken and waffles. So like it's a different menu. So I was kind of focused. You on were locked in on that. Yeah, I was locked, locked in on, on her. She had this confidence about her. Just when we were first standing there, I don't know if it was because of what she was wearing um, or just her air about her was very confident in. in yeah, she herself. walked in there like she was Conor McGregor. I mean, she right. She like she's like she's she's been there before. Uh-huh. Not just at the Breakfast Club, but there, like wherever she, she she's is, she's yeah, been there before. There, she's been there before. Right, and I and I was I was just drawn to it. Uh huh. She goes up. She makes her order. She gets her table because you make your order at the line like the soup Nazi, mm-hmm. and then you get to your table, and then your food comes. You eat, and then they pretty much find a way to to bully you out of there to right. make room for more people. Yeah, you don't eat it's and then like sit back in this chair and talk for a little bit. Since you're done eating, get the fuck it's out. It's all business. So she places her order, and then she gets up, and she goes to the bathroom. Now, mind you, the bathroom is right next to like the register area. Yeah, it's like, not like one of those like if you walk into a grocery store or something like that where it's like a big bath. It's like a small It's a it's one bathroom for the whole restaurant. Yeah, it's like it's a, a New York bathroom like a, what you'd see in the city, yeah. Right, exactly, like an individual bathroom. Mm-hmm. 15 20 minutes she was in there? I mean, you tell me. About, you were, yeah, about 15 you were whereabouts. about 15 minutes realistically. Mm-hmm. So you you know what's going on in there. <laughs> And she, and she comes out mm-hmm. again, like she's been there before. Right. She gets she hits her table, eats her meal, out. Out. Yeah. Like it was like it was the normal operating procedure for her. Right. And I know she dropped a bomb in there. <laughs> and for whatever reason, now dumps are nasty. Pooping <laughs> stinks. It smells. It looks disgusting. It's foul. But something about the, <laughs> this girl owning the shit out of her shit was just so attractive. No one's going to judge you for this. I don't. I don't care. I don't judge care. away. I don't care. But just the way, because sometimes if I have to take a public dump, I'll come out like not skittish, but like oh, I hope. I hope nobody's like. Oh, I hope I don't open the door. And everyone's looking at me like you took a dump. I hope you know? there isn't a girl out there that saw me waiting in line has been fixated on me for the last 30 the minutes entire time. and noticed that I took a dump. Right. She didn't care. Yeah. If I if she saw me looking, she probably would have given me the finger, finger pistols. pistols. Yeah. Exactly. You know. <laughs> she, came, she came out there so confidently like, I know exactly what I just did yep. and I don't care. I, I placed my order and I knew exactly how much room I needed and I made that room. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to enjoy this meal. It was so, I don't know, again... I'm I'm, a, I'm making an assessment that she took a dump in there. <laughs> She's in there. <laughs> unless, no, she definitely like unless she took a nap. Like I think she fell asleep in there. You know, sometimes you like to wake. You know, you want breakfast. You know, you go back to sleep and there you was, wake up to yeah. Like but Scott. there was just something about it that was just the confidence that she was exuding was so attractive. And yeah, that I, would be the first time I probably ever in my life where. You can make the connection between a dump and me being attracted right. to anything. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and I don't know why. No judging. I and mean, again, uh, uh, whoever well, does it for you. While we're talking about dumps, that's what came to my mind yeah. was that the old hot stove. The old hot stove, and that's what I kind of we started BSing about it a little bit. And now I I I I don't know who makes submissions to Urban Dictionary. But I think if, it's a free-for-all. I think anybody can do it. If you can, uh, the LPDS might make a submission for yeah, the hot stove. The hot stove. Which is now going to be defined as you order a meal and you go to said bathroom and you drop a hot stove to make room for that meal. <laughs> and it's a very technical. You have to order the meal first. Right, yeah. So you know exactly what you're about to intake so you right. know what you have to outtake and you gotta you know the timing's gotta be perfect so that when you come back your food's there right. waiting for yeah, you everything or it's being worked out perfectly yeah she had it she all it. figured yeah. out mm-hmm. and it was almost like at that point i didn't even care that it was a dump <laughs> because she had everything was perfectly aligned right and i think that was what it was was just like you appreciate the the punctuality and just like the overall efficiency of the, the preparation project. and science behind yeah. it all mm-hmm. was just astounding yeah uh, it was really good i was a you're a military man. You like people who do things, you know. Yeah, I was I was born into a, a, a regimented lifestyle. Right, and she has it. And she has it. And I also get it because I get I schedule my life out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something different, other than life. Uh, well, <laughs> to include dumps, <laughs> and so I know that if like if I have a meeting for work or if I have to go be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I see the timing of it all. Sure. I know, well, I have to adjust my schedule accordingly to make sure I'm not in the middle of an important meeting or an interview or a tour of a house. And right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm late for my scheduled appointment. Mm-hmm. So she did not look like she was scrambling. And she, it was not a contingency like I have to step to the next in the plan. Mm-hmm. She, she, this was no, part she of the was, plan. Uh, yeah, very easy breezy. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, and that was so hot. Mm. Like, something about that was just... Yeah, just, I didn't find her that attractive, right but whatever does it for you. No, I didn't find her, like, physically, from what I like, as far as, like, what I'm attracted to woman-wise, mm-hmm. uh, initially that wasn't there. I think, it was, again, it was, like, that that aura she had around her of, mm-hmm. like, I own this. Well, you know, that, that could have been I a good ice, icebreaker if you wanted to go talk to her. You could have said, like, so... I was too feeling int- better. Yeah, I was too intimidated. <laughs> it was like uh, she would have eaten me up and spit me out, or shat me Don't out, hot stove me right out. Uh, Can you sit down real quick? I'll be right back in twenty minutes. Yeah. I gotta go make room for you. Yeah, <laughs> I would have sat there waiting. <laughs> I think I would have at that point. Yeah, but. Well, I think we lost about three quarters of the listeners, which yes. <laughs> I don't think LPDS is in a position to do. No, I listen. If you don't like this conversation, <laughs> this is as real as it gets, folks. If you sorry, like Terrence this, family show. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell your son to go to sleep. As he wants to hear about bum dumps. Yeah, he's gonna you know, he's gonna have to know about it eventually. I mean, he's gonna come across at some point. Yeah, you don't want him to be the heel strike and oil slick <laughs> on the sidewalk one day. So yeah, you don't want that. Um, but another thing I, that came to my mind earlier throughout this week, and then that story with that girl mm-hmm. uh, kind of recycled that thought, was like, we've also seen a lot of people around here doing things solo. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because this is a pretty like young demographic and a singles demographic, mm-hmm. but people are... Um, 
living living their lives without having to be part of a group like you know sure. how especially at least in college for me definitely in high school I wasn't going out if it wasn't with people. Right, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to so, be the guy who's like checking the weather on your phone just to keep yourself busy. While right. Yeah. Exactly. Like I always had, I always wanted to be like the guy confident enough to go hang out in the diner by himself all the time. He was like, mm-hmm. who's that mystery man at the bar? You know? Right. I was never that guy. I've only done that a few times in my life where I've gone out to eat by myself. It is, it's kind of weird, but it kind of depends on how they re- like receive you, I guess. Like when you walk into a restaurant, because I've done it at like an actual restaurant, i be like, oh, just one. And it's almost like like uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, where Jonah Hill's like, really, just one? Right. I've had that scenario happen to me. I'm like, yeah, what's the big deal? And then other times, you're like, oh yeah, just go sit by the bar, and it's not that it's not that weird. Yeah. So usually I go now if it's a no matter where it is, if there's a bar that's I always ask like, can you order food at the bar? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then I'm gonna I'll just go yeah. there. And it's really um, not that weird. They got TVs. There's usually people sitting there as well. They'll probably talk to you. It's not so bad. Yeah, I think in the movies they make it look way more normal than in re- like than it feels in real life. Yeah, because in movies when you there's a bar scene, there's always the somebody solo. Right. Like that's how the meet cutes are always sure. happening. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Ryan Gosling and Crazy Stupid Love is always alone at the bar until he meets his next right uh, lass, if you will. Sure. So um, I noticed that a lot around here, but I still get that feeling. And we were discussing it earlier because we saw somebody. We went to dinner earlier tonight, mm-hmm. and at the burger joint we were at, we saw someone walk in by themselves. And my my instant reaction is like, oh, that person's by themselves. I kind of feel bad. Maybe I should invite them to come. You know. Well, it wasn't just that they were by themselves. I mean, they looked sad. Like, they, that person it, did look sad. Yeah, there was like uh, the sad music theme playing. Yeah, they were with looking their for shoulders a seat, hunched over. Hunched yeah. over yeah. Um, clearly by themselves, not waiting for somebody or whatever. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know why I feel like that. Like, how come when I go out by myself, mm-hmm. I'm completely fine. Like, yeah, I'm just going to the diner. That's it. But when I see somebody doing that, I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if they need a friend. Well, I think it's, like, it depends on I how you like, walk in. It's just like the girl in her dump in her hot stove. If you walk in there like you've been there before, you're, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's I don't know, normal, it's just an air of confidence. I yeah. think so. But I also kind of feel like a I felt like a piece of shit after after the, internally after we saw that that person. I almost I afterwards I was like, why did I just assume this person was sad and lonely? I get I mean no, this I person said, definitely had, had the look, sad, especially because like it was a busy restaurant, so there wasn't a lot of places to sit. So this person was walking around alone, looking sad, and also in a panic because they couldn't find a place they had a tray full of food and nowhere to sit. Yeah, and I think that was uh, a separate situation. I think so, but it made me think about all the other times where I, I still had that feeling even a little bit mm-hmm. um, until somebody hot sells, and then I'm, it's a yeah. different feeling. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I see that, and I don't know why I feel like that. I don't know. I it, I, it really isn't that weird. Like I said, I've done it a few times. Um, I yeah, like I was in Fort Myers for the last few four years, and I made friends at work, but not any real friends that I'd hang out with. So. You know, you kind of just do your own thing and however you can get out there. And it's just tough because, I I mean, like, like you said, it's not like in the movies where you're going to sit at the bar and meet somebody. Chances are you're probably going to sit there, eat your food, and then just leave. Right. Yeah, and you're not really going out to, like, to, a diner to, right. or a burger joint or something to go meet. Like, to go meet people. You're going there to, you know, to, to eat your food and get the hell out of there. Yeah, that, so. there's a different objective in mind. Yeah. Um, but... I kind of that was something again. Another thought I had was like, you you've been doing this down here for a little while now, mm-hmm. several months in Houston. Um, 
and also probably a little bit in Fort Myers and in New York when you were up there. Yeah. Do you, well, there was nowhere to go in, in New York, so. Yeah, that's a different story. That That's a... I would have hunkered down. I was on suicide watch for those four years. Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, <laughs> for, for everyone. It was touch and go there for all of it us. It was more go than touch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, there was probably a lot of touch and go. There was definitely a lot of touch and go. Yeah. I was being real naughty. Yeah. As Sticks would say. As Nikki Sticks would say. A little self-treat. <laughs> but um, do you, this is sort of same subject, sort of not. Do you try to find to make like make friends with people at work so you have a social circle, or are you able to um, like continue a happy life living like in your own space? Oh yeah, I'm know? definitely the la- uh, the second one. I, I the latter of the former. I don't know. I, sure. I, I should, don't get ahead of myself. I'm the the latter. The latter. Yeah, that was it. the second one. Okay. Yeah, wrote such a I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of confidence in that one. No, no, I, I have my social circle that has been made 12 years in the, you know, 12 years ago, you know, 2000, more than that, 2008, yeah. I met all you guys. Um, I'm friendly with guys at work, um, but nah, I don't know. I don't think that I'm, I'm really trying to build any friendships with them, especially because with my job, I could pick up and leave anytime I want. So for me, it's just like, nah, I have my friends and... Also, I have my own thing that I do that I, I'm good. Yeah. Well, and you're still able to, to live like again a happy life mm-hmm. and a disciplined life. You still, you work out constantly. Um, you do stuff to fulfill your life in other ways too, like take up hobbies, whatever right. it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, like go to sporting events, whatever it is, and then things are okay. I've I sort of come in like a, from a different side of the house where. Everywhere I've been in my adult life since college has been, yeah, I'm technically like going to a new place, mm-hmm. but I was I got lucky in the first couple years to be stationed in the military with people I was already friends with, right? And we just happened to work together. Mm-hmm. And then recently, my last couple years in the military, well, when I was living in Maryland, I had I had the bone crusher living in, in the same area, which was great. Um, and then other, other folks like Matt Steele, the weasel, he lived, you know, an hour or two away Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Scotty, our other friend lived kind of nearby. So it was also like half, I had my friend circle there sort of, and I was kind of closer to family, but now I would, this is why I started thinking about it. Um, living, I will be living on my own and my job is remote work. Mm -hmm. And I always made it a point in the past that I don't really make friends with people at work unless they're unless they're cool and we just organically become friends right. i don't look around my new like a new job office. that's kind of how i do it too yeah. yeah i don't like i need to make some friends here it's usually like some of my closest friends that i made at work was at elmira like i said this is the place in new york where we're all miserable we're all thinking about killing ourselves and that kind of misery kind of like brought us together and i've met a lot of good friends in that way so it kind of just happened but i don't i didn't go to elmira thinking like wow i really need to a circle of friends I can hang out with. Right. So that was sort of something like when I started thinking about it, I was like, oh crap, what, what am I going to do? I mean, I'm again, I'm lucky that you'll be around. I do have friends from college already living around here, yeah. but, um, I, I mentally, I took a lot of pages out of your book of like, you have your friend circle, which mm-hmm. is currently not around here right. in the Texas area. And, 
you're still living. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. you just find things that make you happy, and um, I don't know. I've I've always felt that I, I could be happy on my own. Uh, some of the th- hobbies that I have, I, don't, I guess I'm not even really a hobbyist, anyways. I'm kind of just like a what do we what do I feel like doing today? And I'm just gonna go do that. I don't have like go a do it, a yeah. set like this is my hobby that I do when I'm not working or doing something else. Right, right. So I don't know. That kind of lifestyle works for me. I know it's not for everybody, but you know, if if I'm by myself for the rest of my life, I'll be just fine. Yeah. I, like that's. That's never been a worry of mine. I do like having other people around me too. I, I think I, I don't know if I'm necessarily like a recluse. I do like having other people around me, and it's certainly more fun. But uh, I found things that work for me doing them by myself as well. Yeah. When you say people around you, are you kind of like how I am? Is I like going to do things solo a lot, mm-hmm. but being in society doing it. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's that's exactly it. I mean, like like getting out there and maybe going to like I'd go to an Astros game by myself, and that yeah. wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, obviously, again, it'd be like once you move here and we do that stuff together, it's gonna be a lot more fun. But yeah, I mean, I, I could do stuff like that all the time uh, by myself. I've been to a couple of museums. I've I've gone to you know that Holman's Draft Bar. Uh, just a nice place to grab a drink, and you know when the weather is nice, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, watch a game or whatever. Yeah. just immerse yourself in society mm-hmm. without feeling obligated to like. I have to talk to people. I yeah, have to have no. a friend circle and this mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, yeah. I never felt I never felt that kind of pressure or anything like that. I mean, like I said, I, I know not everybody's like that, but I'm just fine kicking it by myself. It's yeah. not a problem. Do you? Because, like I said, I think you have a pretty disciplined lifestyle in general. Like you're not. I haven't seen you go weeks at a time being like a shitbag or lazy and getting right. off like your life, the things that make you happy in life, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to any podcasts or watch or read any books or watch people that keep you on the track? Because one of the things that this is sort of like the context, why I'm asking mm-hmm. for, for me building that discipline in my life in anything, mm-hmm. I need a couple of those like motivational, um, like sparks to get me into a routine and then sure. once I'm in the routine I'm I'm set for years at a time. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those like did you need any of those sparks of like a motivational speaker or, or a guy that's like constantly talking about like this is what I did every day and this is what you got to focus on blah mm-hmm. blah, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I got I went through ebbs and flows just like anybody else. I I have gone through extended periods of time where it's like like the dark dark side of things where yeah. like I said those four years in New York I joke about it now but that was really tough even before that uh, when I first graduated Embry-Riddle um, I had a I have a bachelor's degree in air traffic control and I did not get hired by the FAA for two almost three years almost three years and yeah. I could not you know couldn't find a job they like to keep me busy for a while I was living at my parents house which is wouldn't recommend that. Like, if you ever are in Orlando, don't stay at my parents' don't house. Stay with You'll Howie. get sucked right in, and you want to blow your freaking brains out too. Uh, so I, I've had some moments where I did fall out of my routine, and um, you know, I've been playing baseball my whole life, and that ended abruptly. You know, uh, after my senior year, so I, that was taken away from me. You guys are, you know, Phil's, you know, from Virginia. You're from uh, Jersey. You know, all, all my friends moved away. Brand, you know, Bonji's from Atlanta, so I didn't have you guys either. So, yeah, I've gone through some dark times as well where I did lose that. Um, I'm trying to think of, of how I found myself out of that. I have read some books along the past. Yeah. So, so don't, so kill, don't my, kill myself books. <laughs> they were for a friend. Yeah, you glanced um, at. Yeah. One of the books I actually read, and it, it's it's sort of like a, a joke book, if you will, but it's there actually is an important message there. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's yeah. the name of the, uh, of the book. 
And there's like some really important messages in there where it's like, it doesn't teach you to not give a fuck about anything. It talks, it te- teaches you how to prioritize the things you give a fuck about because you can't possibly care about everything. Right. Not everything is that important. So, uh, you know, you can kind of prioritize what, what is important to you. Um, but I don't know if I've ever had like a David Goggins sort of like, get off your ass, you fat piece of shit, and go run 25 miles. Yeah. Have uh, you read his book? No, I haven't. I'm sure it's insane. Yeah. Um, I do have a, a little bit of a problem with that, that subtle art of not giving a fuck book. Go ahead. And here's what it is. Well, the book, like that mindset that they describe, I love that. Right, like, this is because the Bible, it's a prioritize, you know, right. right? I prioritizes what you should care about because, like, I've always I've been saying this for a long time, and I think I probably learned it from from Skip, our old baseball coach. Like, control the controllables, right? And I and I took that to mean, like, control what I can control physically, mentally, and emotionally. Right. There's no sense of getting worked up in any of those three facets mm-hmm. if if you getting worked up is not going to affect the outcome right. at all. Mm-hmm. What's the point? You're just wasting energy and time and whatever doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that book is like a really good explanation of contr- figuring out how to control the controllables. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about it is, A, it's written in like so conversational. Right. And there's so many like little weird humble brags that the guy puts into the book of mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, back in the day, you know, I lived a very empty lifestyle, just banging broads and this and right, that. Yeah, and I was a... always sad at the end. You know, yeah. it wasn't as good as you guys think it might be, banging thousands of women. It's like, God, we got it, dude. Yeah. Like, you you know, you, you're trying to hide the fact that you were you thought yourself a cool guy and right. you really weren't. God, okay. Mm-hmm. The second thing I didn't like about it was that, and this is really sort of like a credit to the to the author. Mm-hmm. Is that book could have been like four pages long? Sure, yeah. It could have been like a no nonsense. This is like checklist of here's what to do. Mm-hmm. Repeat this stuff until it's ingrained in your muscle memory. Mm-hmm. But it was an entire 200 page book of anecdotes and stories. Right, yeah. And it was, it's breaks. a light read. It's supposed it's, to be like a comedy. It goes quick. Yeah, it does yeah. go quick. But again, to credit to the dude, yeah, he swung the BS to f- to fluff up the book enough uh-huh. and. And, and it was like a top seller. Sure. So I, you know, and can't some dog the, on it for that. Right. Some of the other tools that I've used, I don't know, tools or whatever, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts. One of my favorites is Lex Friedman. I think he's freaking awesome. I, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. I think he's got Joe Rogan beat. I really do. I know that's a controversial opinion, but I think Lex Friedman is awesome. Yeah. And, and he his show isn't tailored towards the things, things that we're talking about, but... He has a variety of guests, and sometimes you'll have a guest on there that will speak on some of these things. So you pick up some tidbits along the way, like, that's an interesting way of looking at things. You know, that's an interesting lifestyle that you live, a philosophy that you have. So you can kind of pick up things like that along the way. And those are things I listen to for entertainment, but at the same time, when you pay attention to what they're saying, it could have a positive impact on you as well. Right, and even if you're not looking for it, it, it gets in Yeah, it gets in there. It, it gets in there, right. into your brain. And another thing that I, I think Lex does well, and... I, you know, I'm a big Rogan fan, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I'm sure people will give me crap. Some people in my family hate him. Yeah. Um, I don't care, though. That I think Lex does better than Rogan is he'll um, he'll dig into people's opinions mm-hmm. when he even if like whether he agrees or not to mm-hmm. get to the bottom of it. Right. And then he'll not I, he'll professionally call them out on it. To kind of um, exp- expose maybe like 
the lack of education behind an opinion. Yeah, well, or you'll challenge the them. Fault in that. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, it, it was very famous episode on Joe Rogan when he had Kanye West on there, and Lex Freeman just had him on recently, and it was two totally different episodes. Oh, yeah. And again, obviously, things that have happened in, the, in real time have changed that. You know, when he was on Joe Rogan, some of the events that have, you know, taken place didn't happen at that time. But Lex Freeman really took this guy to task, whereas Joe Rogan was sort of like, again, not towards... You know the tweets and recent like crap malarkey that, that yeah that he's that he's been you know involved in, uh, but he was still kind of like agreeable with them, and he would still kind of like schmooze them a little bit, and make sure he felt comfortable. Whereas Lex Freeman like really challenged it to the point where there was like a five minute stretch in there where they were like going at it, like it yeah. was it was got pretty tense. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's really good, um, a really good podcaster, and he really like you said challenges his guests rather than just. Make sure they're comfortable and let them spew whatever bullshit they want to spew. Yeah. Well, here's what I like about both of those sort of um, approaches to interviews with with controversial type figures. Mm-hmm. On, on the Rogan side of the house, he lets people speak. Right. Um, and he lets them go for hours at a time. Right. Um, so people that you might have a, a viewpoint of based on five, ten second, two minute clips you get on regular media. Mm-hmm that you have a chance to, to get them talking about it more in depth. And you might still agree, but you still learn from that. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, his approach seems to be like, I'm going to let you talk. It, sometimes he'll he'll push back and disagree with people. It, it seems to be more with people he's close with because right. he knows he can, ha- he can, he can get that, that pushback. Right. Uh, but with newer guests and big time celebrities that are like, skittish to get on these type of these podcast type of platforms mm-hmm. um he just lets them go and talk and just like he just he just listens on receive mode he'll throw a couple of like oh i see i see just to kind of keep him going sure and i think he does that to coax out the information to get make allow people to make their own opinions based off of that person's and he doesn't really seem to have a lot of bullet points that he wants to hit either no. whereas like you know, they, I mean, they might be talking about bum dumps one day. You know what I mean? Like, they, right. there's really nothing they talk about. They just roll it, and whatever discussion they have, that's what they're going to talk about. Whereas Lex Freeman more has, like, these are the, th- the things, the bullet points that I want to hit, yeah. and we're going to talk about it. Right, but in, in Lex Freeman's approach, what I like is that his sort of scheme of maneuver mm-hmm. with how he goes about either, you know, getting to the bottom of someone's opinion whether he agrees or not and how he kind of coaxes it out or exposes a fraud mm-hmm. um it that provides me lessons of like how you know how i can get information from people like how do i learn more about a person right um and how do i get them to if i'm having a discussion or a debate with somebody right um and without it getting to coming to emotional blows and sure. just name calling like it has been with you know Every every discussion in the past couple of years with you know with some people it's just there's always just the clashing. Right. He he is able to disagree, um, get them to explain how they got to their opinion, mm-hmm. and professionally sort of um, provide his insight to the point where that both people are learning from it. Right. Like instead of somebody just attacking you for your opinion, like you're here's why you're wrong and you're a piece of garbage, and you mm-hmm. just shut down and push back. He does it where he can disagree with you, mm-hmm. and you can sit there and be like, "Oh, I guess that's a good point," and, right. and vice versa. Right. And it, you learn something from again from both tactics mm-hmm. on how to do it. I learned a I learned a lot about just interacting with people. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how he does. You know, instead of like you said, like really like laying into him and making him feel uncomfortable, he says you know things like, "All right, this is what you said. 
can you see why someone would perceive and you explain it like this is why people are angry with you or or you know things like that where he can kind of explain it to you to see the other side of the perspective rather than just your own right and before he goes on any sort of offensive he allows that person to speak first right and he and he and he gives them the chance not just to speak but to present the the case or hit their side of the story mm-hmm. to maybe educate himself yeah and again i learned a lot of that from as you know there's a lot a lot of times in in probably your life too like people just fire off you know at the mouth mm-hmm. stupid crap and the first thing you want to do is just try you know yeah. bombard them and, and and take action against them mm-hmm. and shut them up but he sits back and he doesn't just sit back cocked and ready to ready to just fire off at him. He sits back and takes it in, mm-hmm. and he can adjust on the fly. If that person says something that's making sense to him, mm-hmm. he will, you know, adjust fires essentially and be like, "Yeah, that's a, actually a good point." Right. I was initially thinking this, but I didn't have this information, so that now I can piece it together. Sure. And I I learned a lot from that. Right. Just for doing like the podcast with guests or mm-hmm. in, in life in general with like talking to new people. Right. And that's the other side of things too is like he's he's going into it with a certain amount of knowledge. Like he's very well read, he's very well educated. So he's not just repeating some tweet that he heard or some, you know, bullshit video that he saw. Some garbage. Right. Yeah, he's 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 actually going into it from from an informed position and able to have these discussions with these people. Yeah. I yeah. Love, I think he's great. No, what he's about your what, do you have any podcasts that you listen to? Let me tell you about mine. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to a lot of Rogan. Um, Again, mainly for the guest. Like he always has guests. He never is a solo. He, I, I think it's just his his wide range of people that he is on there. Crazy. Like he, I saw this was a long time ago, but this is when I really started to get into Joe Rogan podcasts because I got into it pretty late. We had Macaulay Culkin on there. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's how can you not listen to that episode? You're like, this guy's got to be a freak. Turns out he's really not that crazy. No. But for whatever reason, I just assumed he was a freaking psychopath because of you know his childhood acting. Everything. Yeah. You know, just Michael Jackson stuff, just all, all this stuff, bizarre yeah. stuff. He's actually a pretty normal guy, and it's just interesting to hear about these people. We talk about all the time the Lee Remini Scientology oh, episode. All the Scientology freaking ones wild. he had on there. Yeah. So it's just like you know, obviously he's got a lot of NAA guys on there. He does have like a lot of doctors. You know, talk about you know health and science and things like that but he also just has celebrities on there that'll just shoot the shit yeah and that's the stuff i like he has a lot of comedians on there that that they'll they'll shoot the shit and and make jokes and stuff but a lot of times too they'll talk about like the art of comedy and how how they craft their jokes and Mm -hmm. where they you know how they grow their their skills and abilities and Mm -hmm. i'm interested in that stuff too i I think that's very fascinating Mm -hmm. um and it also turned me on to other things too like other people's podcasts Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes i like to listen to things just to get a good laugh and kind of shut my brain off sure um and that's conan o'brien for me i I freaking love his podcast he's great yeah he's great i know Um, everybody hears conan o'brien they think talk show host like oh he's got a an actress or an actor on there who's going to promote their movie. A couple funny, not so funny bits on yeah, there. Family Roll style. credits. Yeah. This dude, I mean, this like the guy was a writer for SNL. He's a writer for The Simpsons. He is like genuinely one of the funniest comedians. minds. He is so freaking funny. He's, he is incredible. When and he's the not show on the talk, is awesome. Yeah, he is, it's really good. Just yeah. the way his mind works and his ability. They talk about improv as being yes and. So whatever you say, I have to say yes and and then elaborate on that. Right. Just the way his mind works and how fast he is, he's really good. Yeah. Um, um, I like Tim Dillon. Yeah. And this is sort of like a combo of I can shut my brain off and just get a great laugh from him almost every episode. Yeah. Um, also, 
I his he'll go on a, an hour long podcast like his episode, and it's the entire thing is sarcasm, right? Or it's you know it's satire. Mm-hmm. He he went on an episode like a rant about I I don't know if it was like like a New York mayor, New York City mayor or governor, or maybe it was like maybe it was a mayor in California talking about like the homeless problem. Yeah. And he went on a, a sarcastic rant for an hour about how the mayor came out with his new campaign promise of dealing with the homeless by uh, make, creating a giant pot and boiling water and throwing them in the pot. <laughs> and the whole episode was about everything linked back to just to the pot they go, like <laughs> dump them in the pot. Yeah. And it taught me a lot about like, Thinking on the fly right. and creating something funny and entertaining mm-hmm. instantly right. and and intelligently. It wasn't just like curse words and farts and stuff like sure, that yeah, or yeah. dumps mm-hmm. and bum dumps. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, These are the jokes, folks. Right. And so I like to listen to that, too, because it's like a double whammy for right. me. It's funny, and I still kind of learn something. Mm-hmm. And that's what mo- that's what, what gives me like that motivational spark, because motivation is cyclical. Yeah, you can't live off. You can't survive off of motivation, oh, right? Alone. And it can be applied to so many different things. Like, are you trying to learn a different skill? Are you trying to like improve certain aspects of your life? Like, what are you motivated to do? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And so I use those as like little sparks to get me to a disciplined kind of routine in life, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. If, whether it's on the personal side or the work side or whatever it is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and I learn a lot from you, like regardless of. I'd love to hear the, the second half of the sentence. What do you learn from me? I'm just how you have lived your life, like bouncing around places, literally living in places where you had no friend circle when you yeah, first moved there. Yeah, I came there. here on a whim. Yeah, that's and for sure. Besides the like living at home when you didn't have a job, because that was like a life limbo. Oof, that, and was, I, that, like, was, that was a tough time period of my life. That's t- like I get that. Yeah. And then Elmira, you were. I mean, when you live up north and it's like <sighs> ten months of winter mm-hmm. um, and darkness. A physically darkness, like physical darkness, and then it becomes emotional and mental darkness, plus all the shit you had to deal with on the work side. Right. Uh, I think we discussed that previously. Yeah. Um, we we filmed an episode in Syracuse, and we talked like in depth about how shitty that place was. Yeah. You guys don't know what shitty is, I promise you. One day, all of us need to take it just for kicks, take a day trip to Elmira, just fly out there for a day, like just... Maybe we'll go see Cooperstown or something like that along the way. We'll stop right. by Elmar just so you can understand what yeah. I was dealing with for four years. I, I the day I got there, my 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 philosophy was how the hell do I get out? It took me right. four years to do it. Yeah, it was tough. And you being able to get out of that and then not just exist in life, but like have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's things that we we oh, we both of us always want to like improve upon. Sure, or, yeah, you yeah. Know, we want to date. We want to have a family. Maybe I don't know, like things like no. that. Like a family, maybe like a significant other. That counts. I get a dog. Yeah, a dog. I hate dogs. <laughs> I'm not getting that either. Yeah. Maybe a fish or a ferret. Yeah. Something um, I don't get emotionally attached to. Yeah. Right. So you just doing that. Right. Uh, I learn. I've learned from because it's like I said. I've gotten lucky where most of the places I've lived, even though I was going alone, mm-hmm. I show up and it's like, oh, I've know I know you. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're I already have a friend here, as opposed to like figuring out life around 
you know, a new yeah, place, well, new thing. Yeah, well, you take some of the things that you're talking about where you want to, you know, air quotes, work on it. Like, oh, you want a family, you know, significant other, whatever it is. You take the silver lining of that aspect that we haven't gotten there yet as like, okay, I'm, I'm by myself. I don't have to worry about anybody else. So when I go to Fort Myers, if I don't like it, well, then I just fucking leave. I, I come to Houston on a whim. You know, so far so good. But if I find out that I don't like it, then I'll get up and leave. You know. Yeah. So th- that, those are the things where that can help you, where you kind of use the things that are, I don't know, maybe that not the best part of your ass, best part of your life, and use them as uh, like areas of strength. Sure. Like I can improve my situation without having to worry about screwing over somebody else. You know, because yeah. obviously you can't be that selfish. Uh, when you're with somebody else, but now I can afford to be selfish and I can kind of focus on those those things. Yeah, and also too, something that um, you do well is your happiness is not dependent on anything or anybody else. Yeah, you kind of control that for yourself. Well, I think that's the, the way part. it should be, no matter should what. Should be anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that's that says a lot too um, because yeah. how many people that you know throughout your life, or that we both know, or that I know, that like you can very much tell that they're latching on to somebody right. or something right, that is problem. probably not good for them, but that's because it's the only thing that makes them, like, that creates the illusion of happiness for them because right. they're dependent on that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, oh, if I was single, I'd kill myself. Like, that's a problem, man. You should, you yeah. know, still, still have an identity and still have happiness on your own. Right, not that I want to stay single and alone forever, but, like... The other I, person shouldn't fill a void because that person will never be able to fill that void. Yes. And then when that person isn't able to fill that void, it turns into resentment towards your partner, and that's why relationships don't last. Yeah, they go that's, right that's to the shitter. Because yeah. you're, you're with them stove. to try to fill some sort of thing that's missing, and nobody else is going to be able to do that for you. Right, no, and I, despite my many flaws, I love my life. Yeah. I think I'm, I, I'm very oh, I think happy. you're kick-ass, man. Thank you. <laughs> I think I, I, I love my Let's life. get Brent on the phone and see what he thinks. Yeah. No, no, I, don't, I don't need the reality check right now. Give but, you a slice of humble pie. Right. Like, Just kidding, pie. Bones. Love you. Yeah, a whole pie. But, oh, you'll punch it down your throat. Yeah. But I'll, like, I want someone who I can share that with, mm-hmm. not latch on to to create it for myself yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you always that's what you want you want to be able to enhance the other person's life right, and happiness enhance, yeah. together sure as opposed to if i could just find one you know the one best friend or the one girlfriend or what husband or whatever it is then i'll be happy and it's like right yeah, yeah. now control nah, the not, controllables right. you know and it kind of always goes back to that so mm-hmm. um i think that's all i got today man what about you i don't know we yeah. we, we covered bum dumps Important we covered stuff self-help stuff I do think it's funny, though, that from time to time you talk about baseball on this show, and every time I've been on, what, four or five times now, and you never asked me any baseball stuff. We talked about baseball before. No, I don't think so. The first episode, we talked some baseball stuff. Well, we talked about, like, my baseball. I've talked about, yeah. like, like Major League Baseball stuff. You, you've gotten, like, Pete Rose questions on there. You've talked about the Yankees. You've talked about well, a lot of things. that's because I want... To- it's not going to happen. Give it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then, <laughs> I want it to be a discussion that starts the fire under your ass yeah. to go do baseball Well, maybe if I get content. on a podcast and we start talking baseball, maybe I'll be like, well, you know what? That was a lot of fun. We should do that again. Yeah. Well, we will. I I, I haven't forgotten about it. I, I'm sort of purposely avoiding it because I'm, try, I'm trying to... Oh, that'll be a three-hour episode. Stuff. I got yeah. a lot of grievances. Right. And I want to talk about that stuff with you for sure. But I also like a lot of other things to talk to you, like 
about your yeah, your life and stuff. It's high on the priority list. We have a lot. That, yeah. that we needed to hit that. Right, and now it's gone. Now we don't have to well, discuss it anymore. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't. I think it's gonna come up again in conversation. Also, I, I, look I, if you just call one eight hundred Tur Terminator, you could help be part of the solution. Bum boosters also can lend a helping hand in the this. Bu- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like we should come up with some sort of game where, like, when we come across a bum dump, we can you know snap a, fix, a picture of it and maybe like rate it, like on a scale of one to ten. Where does this bum dump land? Yeah. And we have to. We'll put out the scale what each means. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On the scale ahead of time. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the coil, the tightly round coiledness of it, <laughs> yeah. size, how long it's been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. What kind of like nutrition that person may, <laughs> yeah, or may, this may, or may not be getting. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do that. But yeah, we'll talk. I want to talk about baseball with Man, you. I, we could do that like all day long too. So sure. which is exciting. But um, there's a lot of other important things about you, like a that I like to tap into too. Listen, I think you're a dynamic character uh, in life and I don't think I've enough seen people things. realize that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I I've got a lot of important that. things to tell a lot of people. Right, so um, the baseball is, that to me that was like, that's too easy of a top, like, I do of course wonder. you get on here, we're gonna talk, why wouldn't we talk about baseball? We play baseball together, but yeah. I, like I said, I think you're a lot more dynamic sure. and I wanted to tap into that. Well, and you probably, uh, at least I hope know your you know demographic a little bit more. Do a lot of your fans like baseball? Do you, do you know if that's like a major thing that people listen to? So as far as um, the popularity goes, mm-hmm. when it comes to guest episodes, um, where do you think this one will rank? Bum dumps, like how high? You know, is this like? I don't know if you're getting a lot of intellectuals. I don't know. Like Lex Freeman talks a lot about like artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Yeah. This one. Nah, I bump dumps will be pretty popular. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Uh, how can it not? Hot stove. It's popular around here. Yeah. <laughs> so a little uh, too popular. Yeah, but when I have baseball players as my guests, like college players, which I, I haven't had any baseball players that I didn't play with specifically. Right. Um, they're always higher up on the viewership. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we're not talking about baseball. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like the Bone Crusher, we talk about a lot of different things. Wrestling. Right. Yeah. You know, etiquette in, in all sports, kind of thing. Whatever, I tell you, it's going to be tough to come up with a subject. I mean, you've been hitting it every week without fail for two years now. Yeah, almost. And you haven't run out of material yet. Yeah. I mean, it's, and a lot of these episodes you're doing on your own. I feel like you know, when you have a guest, we can always. I mean, we didn't we didn't have a topic to discuss today, and we kind of just turn it on, and see what happens. Yeah, and it kind of shows, but you know, you get what you get. But like when you're by yourself. It's got to be really difficult to be able to come up with something that you can talk about for 45 minutes to an hour or wherever it may be. Yeah, I try to, like we discussed this previously, I try to keep things what they call evergreen. Actually, you, you gave me that term. Right, you told yeah, me yeah. about that evergreen where it's like no matter when you listen to it, right, it's, gonna be, it's, it's still going to be either informative, entertaining, whatever the, whatever the, 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 right. the goal of it was. Right, because um, I, mean, I mean, there's so much material out there. I may not get to, I mean, I listen to LPDS as soon as it drops, but somebody out there is not going to get to it for six months. Yeah. And you don't want them to listen to it and be like, well, this doesn't really apply anymore and turn it off. It doesn't count anymore. Yeah, so um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll look at, Sometimes it's easy because there's a current event that happens mm-hmm. that's also something that, like, I know will happen again. That's a, a recurring event. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, like elections. I, I don't talk about those specifically, but that's an example of something that, like, every two years, an election is going to be a topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I can pull a lesson, a general lesson out of that, right. it doesn't matter that I'm talking about a 2020 election or something. Right. I'm talking about a lesson, and if it's entertaining enough, 
then I've, I've right. You don't that you don't talk about the specifics of the event. You talk about like the behavior surrounding. It brings up the yeah. Bring yeah. that that specific current event mm-hmm. brought up the idea of this lesson to discuss the right. lesson at, at large or whatever, or the funny thing about the funny you know the generality of it all. Yeah, is so, that what you say? LPDS is 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 just like a bunch of lessons that. that yeah, they, they're trying I think to pass it's I think it's becoming that mm-hmm. like a just a lot of episodes on. Finding the lesson in everything. What's the lesson in this episode? How to well, we talked about earlier. How to oh, okay. How to take I, I keep forgetting. Of, I'm so focused on the dumps, I forgot I we even had the second half of that conversation. Right. Well, even the bum dump discussion that led into uh, the hot stove. The hot stove. Yeah, you, yeah. I took for me that specific lesson, lesson of that whole situation was um, like sort of owning your shit, for yeah, lack of a better term, just be literally and figuratively. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, if you will, and I will, and I will, <laughs> and then listening to other podcasts or or trying to learn from other people in in many different ways, right. whether it's listening to different people speak mm-hmm. or just watching how you thrive in life is like a lesson to me. That's how I learn how to become a better person, maybe, yeah. or do something different to be better at something, whatever it may be, right? Um, or avoid something. If I see something that you're doing that I don't particularly like, like learn how to be more observant to your surroundings and the people that you interact with regularly. Sure. Because a lot of the times, you're hanging out with your friends or family, and you're just alive in yeah, the yeah, space. Yeah, you're not really in, in it. You're not, you're not in the, the moment. moment. Yeah. You're not taking it in the moment at all for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, and Swiping. Right, so the lesson here is is take it in because mm-hmm. again, like you just said, we can just be talking about baseball every time we're on here. Sure, that's that's an easy kill. Right, um, but I want to I wanted to get more. Like you're 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 way more than that, and I don't think enough people know that. And that's not a. I'm not saying like you need to get yourself out there. It's yeah. like I think like I'm sort of I want to brag about like this guy is. You're something welcome, else. folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something else. He's not just a pitcher, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but thank you for being on here. Uh, I always go, enjoy it. I, yeah. I hope now when she moved down here, I mean, hopefully I'm a regular guest. I got to make her run at the title. I know there's been a lot of discussion. Last time you had Crusher on, you guys were already talking about that. I hope I'm in the running. Yeah, Nikki Sticks is, uh, has been flying awfully close to the sun, if you will, yeah. since he put on that, that guess of the year. Yeah, we've got to take him down a pick or two. Yeah, so what I think I'll do is I'll probably start putting out, I'll figure out how I want to do a bracket of all the guests that have been on this year, and it's mm-hmm. been mostly recurring guests. Right. Um, but we'll put up a bracket, get the fans' feedback first, mm-hmm. and then see if maybe from there do an additional thing. I, I don't know what it is yet, just... Not a, not a competition. I don't know something that will get more people engaged again, and then we'll kind of crown a champion, if you will. Yeah, belt a champion. So, um, but you're obviously in the running. Well, I'm not going to buy votes or anything like that. But shout out to my boy Terrence. Shout out to my boy Dom. <laughs> <laughs> shout all out the to top dogs. Buffalo Tasty. Shout yeah. out to all you guys. <laughs> Tony Sacco. <laughs> Tony Sacco. Keep killing, man. Some people get it. Some people don't get it. That you definitely guy, get it. That guy definitely gets it. He gets it. Before we go. We gotta hit the big three. Gotta do it. Um, that's the for those of you who are, who are just listening in now. The the three pillars of staying strong here at the LPDS and becoming a better, happier, more fulfilling you know person or more grateful person. Um, number one, exercise every day. We we got our steps in every day as, as much as we could just mm-hmm. to get you know get the juices flowing. But do whatever you got to do. Uh, jumping jacks, hit the gym, go for a run, a bike ride, whatever it is. Getting that movement in helps you helps you 
physically, mentally, and emotionally, like your health-wise, your peace of mind, everything. It really is, a, it's kind of crazy for me, at least, how, how much that helps me. Sure. Even yeah. if it's something as simple as getting steps in. Mm -hmm. um, number two is the hardest one, don't be a shitty person. When you are in a situation where you can choose to be shitty to someone or be nice, take that step back and be the nice person. It's so easy, especially now on the social medias, to go see somebody say something on there that you don't like, and you just fire off a shit talk and a jab, and I showed you and I got them. Don't do it. All you're doing is doubling the negativity that's going on in social media or in the, in the world. When you see something negative, don't add to it. Try to put a little bit of positivity and niceness behind it. It's the hardest one to do. It's so easy just to... Oh, yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. It might not be so easy anymore. I think Twitter is going down the tubes. You know, you might... I had to find another way of doing it. To be an asshole, which yeah. is yeah, fine. it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, just don't do it. So um, number three, the most important one: be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. Um, that is most important to me because I've I've seen people take for granted the good they have in their lives, and then I've seen that shift in their in their mindset of when they lose that and mm -hmm. they're like oh my god why did i take this for granted sure uh, and it's happened to me on several occasions throughout my life so mm -hmm. um all that all the good shit you have in your lives whether it's people things experiences uh cherish that take the step back each day actively think about those and be grateful that you had them those experiences or whatever um just like this one here mm -hmm. um i'm thankful for you man I'm thankful for you too, and Thanks. for you allowing me to uh, take over your Anytime. your humble abode, the dungeon here, yep. and, uh, and do this. So, yep. thank you for doing this. Thank you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and do all the how you doing. Spread the good word of the LPDS, uh, so that we can, you know, so that people can be talking about us on their shitty podcasts in the future, mm -hmm. and not the other way around. So, thank you guys again. I love you all. Stay strong.